Wise Gamers, Bedroth here, and welcome to a special and kind of unexpected edition of Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. We had kind of a happy accident happen this week. Uh, bad news is, things got really crazy in the Bedroth household, and we were not going to be able to record and get an episode done in time. But fortunately, Several of our listeners were very generous with their time and decided to send over quite a few picks for the Train Tracks episode. So many, in fact, that I have been able to cobble together an entire episode of just their tracks. So <laughs> um, it's also kind of cool because now we get to use both of the titles that have been recommended for this episode. First, from Prof. Jeff, we are going to be calling this episode Listener Train tracks because of course we are and the actual episode which will be dropping next week will be called uh, per shoot kapow's creative streak back a couple of episodes ago we'll be calling that the vgm hype train of hype cool vgm (laughs) and we've got some really fun stuff ready for that we've actually started recording it but got interrupted and we'll be finishing it later on that will be coming out as i said one week from today as you are hearing this on april 27th but for now let's go ahead and get started with your tracks First of all, coming from one of our beloved patrons, Daryl, the Last Recon, we are going to be playing Red Eye 2 from Lost Planet 2. This game was composed by Marika Suzuki and Akiyuki Morimoto, and it was originally released... Well, it was originally released in 2010 for the BlackBerry, and it was developed and published uh, for that particular archaic handheld mobile device uh, by Beeline Interactive, and its first console release was also in 2010, but later that year for PS3 and 360, where it was developed and published by Capcom. And Daryl writes, uh, me and my brother David didn't know what we were getting into when we played this level. You're on a train being chased by a Godzilla-sized sandworm. See Tremors. The level can be done alone, but is better for co-op. You have to shoot out eyes on the side of the creature so it'll reveal its weak spot, which you then have to shoot with a railgun. After you shoot it, your partner has to reload a new shell by running to one side of the train and then running back with the shell and loading it. Requires a good bit of teamwork. Little did we know, this would prepare us for another sand monster known as the Jen Moran in the Monster Hunter series. But that's a story for another day. Alright, so this is going to be Red Eye 2 from The Lost Planet 2. That was a dark, kind of intense way to start the show. Uh, Last Regan, thank you so much for recommending that one. That was Red Eye 2 from Lost Planet 2. And I gotta say, I watched some gameplay footage of this, and the game looks pretty fun. I definitely was getting those Tremors vibes you were talking about. And thank you for the testimonial as well. 
Uh, we're going to be moving to another testimonial, and this one from a track that I think a lot of people will be very familiar with. I know that I am quite familiar with this game. Lots of time devoted to this, uh, this title back in my teens. And this one was recommended by Ryan Steele, one of our other patrons and an upcoming guest for the show. This is the... <coughs> well... Actually, it's going to be two tracks, because Ryan just recommended The Train from GoldenEye for the N64, uh, officially called GoldenEye 007. And there are actually two train-related tracks in that game. There's the track that plays during the mission on the train, which is called Converted Missile Train. And then there's the track that plays when you're trying to escape the train, and that track title is appropriately, The Train is About to Explode. Ryan says, it's all about those orchids. I love the percussion in this track and the instrumental tone of the track. I really enjoy the Killer Instinct guitar tone and all the little musical ideas that play and then come back to the core percussion by itself. The pattern of percussion solo to melodic theme back to percussion plays really well with the idea of tension and a spy theme. Stealth is all about quick movements and hiding and waiting. So musically, when a track has an idea of a melody, that would be the movement. And the percussion is the tension of waiting. All right. Said like a uh, seasoned composer. Well, let's listen to these two tracks and see if we can figure out which one Ryan was talking about. And we'll talk a little more about it when we come back. and that was Converted Missile Train and the train is about to explode from GoldenEye 007 released in 1997 for the N64 developed by Rare and published by Nintendo and like many other N64 Rare developed titles the composers on this one include names like Grant Kirkhope Robin Beanland and Graham Norgate not sure which of them composed these particular tracks but this was cool. It was uh, kind of got a chance to hear two different takes on the same theme. You definitely heard the intensity ramp up when the train was about to explode. Although I think when Ryan's talking about the pattern of percussion um, to melodic theme and then back to percussion, he's almost definitely talking about the uh, the first of these tracks. 
but very, very cool. Uh, GoldenEye is an important game. This was one of the first major uh, console, first-person shooter games, and definitely uh, sort of set the tone for the genre moving forward. I played a lot of this game way back in the day. I was pretty good at the single-player campaign, was not very good at all at multiplayer, which holds true to this day when it comes to first-person shooter games. Um, I almost approach the first-person elements like, uh, or sorry, the one-player elements like it's a puzzle, but then when you have to do all of the quick reacting and anticipating other people and all that stuff and the multiplayer sections that's just that's not super my thing and so um but yeah this one got a lot of playtime back when i was a kid and i think this might be our first golden eye track from uh for the podcast so ryan thanks so much for finally opening that door for us well, next we're going to move to another pair of tracks. Uh, these are a couple of retro platformers, and they are recommended to us by Skeletroy, one of our patrons and our theme song guy, uh, who was one of our guests back at the end of Season 2 earlier this year when we talked about Mega Man X and Mega Man X 3. No Mega Man today, at least not from Skeletroy. And actually, I don't think on the playlist at all, although we do have some Capcom on here a little bit later. But Skeletroy recommended that we play another Stone Cold classic, uh, Thunderstorm, or Stage 2-1 from Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. And he also recommended a track from Bad Dudes, or uh, originally Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja on the arcade, and that is the theme that plays on stages 2 and 5, which I heard, saw called alternately Grease Lightning or Trucks and Trains. And we're going to be playing the cover by one of my favorite VGM bands, The Mad Gear, also marking the first time that they are on the podcast. So, once again from Skeletroy, this is Thunderstorm, or Stage 2-1 from Ninja Gaiden 2, and Grease Lightning, or Trucks and Trains, Stages 2 and 5 from Bad Dudes, covered by The Mad Gear.
right, a couple of real bangers recommended to us by Skeletroy. That was stage 2-1 from Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos, and Greased Lightning or Trucks and Trains from Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja, covered by the Mad Gear. And, man, these tracks are really, really great. I, um, I've definitely heard the Ninja Gaiden one before, and I had heard the Bad Dudes song before, although the reason that it sounded familiar to me at first is because that melody, um, is also uh, really reminiscent of one of the themes from Castlevania. I had to play that for Shoot Kapow before he reminded me what it was I was hearing. Uh, I also really like so uh, the stages for these two tracks. Really, uh, they feature a lot of running and jumping from train car to train car, which is just, it's a staple of action art. Whether it's a movie, TV show, video game, you see that a lot. And, uh, I mean, it makes for, for really great platforming beat-em-up action. It's, uh, it's just really, really fun, and you'll definitely be hearing some of that on next week's episode as well. Um, but also not uh, not a stranger in first- or third-person shooter genres either. You've already heard from Lost Planet 2, GoldenEye, and this one is not going to be featured on the episodes, but one of my favorite train levels in video games is the Ord Mantell level of Shadows of the Empire, also back on the N64. Lots of fun there. And yeah, so uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, Dark Sword of Chaos, was composed by um, Ryuichi Nita and Miyuko Okamura. This was released in 1990 for the NES, developed and published by Tecmo. Bad Dudes was originally written by Azusa Hara and Hiroaki Yoshida for the arcade, and it was released in 1998, developed and published by Data East. You can find this particular cover by the Mad Gear on their album Symphony of the Fight, which is also available in the in a physical edition. You can get the digital and the physical, or just the digital version, at their Bandcamp page, which I will have a link to in the show notes. So, yeah, Data East and Tecmo, a couple of big names back in the 80s and 90s, have kind of, uh, you know, fallen off a little bit in the last couple of decades. Uh, But back then, they were rivals, um, along with, uh, like, Sunsoft and Hudson. They were rivals to some of the really big ones, like... uh, big third-party publishers like Capcom, Konami, Square. Um, You know, these were all names that you would hear kind of all alongside each other. And speaking of Konami, we're going to be moving to a track that was recommended by our good friend Prof Jeff. Um, the first of these tracks we're going to hear, Jeff did recommend two of them, is Stage 2-2 from Rocket Knight Adventures, which we've heard a few times on the podcast, almost always in conjunction with Jeff. This is one of his favorite games when he was growing up. Uh, we're also going to be hearing the military train stage from a game that was alternately called Rapid Reload or Gunner's Heaven. Uh, And yeah, that one was released on the PlayStation. Rocket Knight, of course, for the Genesis. Uh, Jeff was also kind enough to record a couple of testimonials for us, so I will be playing those just before each track here, and you'll get to hear some of what he has got to say about these picks. In Rocket Knight Adventures, you play the part of Sparkster, a possum with a sword and a jetpack, who's also a knight, and he goes on a quest to save the possum princess from the evil pig emperor sorcerer dude, uh, who has an army of pig soldiers piloting pig mechs. So after some grasslands, a castle, and a watery cave, you find yourself in a minecart. Oh, there's also a jetpack scene, those are fun. You find yourself in a minecart and fighting a bunch of pigs as a possum with a jetpack and a sword. And the music switches to the sort of vaudevillian um, silent film kind of number that's very jaunty and very dancey and has this sort of, I don't know, maybe old western saloon or you know 1920s theater kind of feel to it. Um, then after that, it defaults to the regular boss theme where you fight a demon train and then after that there's the lava caves which have a really swanky sound but um for this episode the minecart is probably the mvp so 
You'll be hearing it now. Gunner's Heaven, also known as Rapid Reload in Europe and America, is a Gunstar Heroes-like shooting game developed by MediaVision for the PlayStation in 1995. In the game, you play as the treasure hunters Axel Sonics with the nice headband and Ruka Hetfield with the aggressive shoulder pads as they seek after this magical stone known as the Valkyrie and try to rescue it from the clutches of a terrorist organization known as the Pumpkinheads which includes three anime villains and a bunch of little furry creatures that look like if Fox McCloud and Sparkster the Rocket Knight had a baby together. Like, lots of babies. Um, in the song Military Train, you are um, actually rollerblading in some mines and caves, and you're fighting a bunch of militants on trains, namely those little furry critters. Um, the music, with its rapid beat and its dynamic instrumentation, reminds me of James Bond with a small touch of Indiana Jones. Um, enjoy! a couple of uh, very different picks from Prof Jeff. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, buddy. That Rocket Knight Adventures track really, really went some places. Um, you got that uh, that harpsichord that I've commented on in this soundtrack before. And, man, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting, 
but I, I don't think it was that. Not super, super trainy. Maybe that first one with the do 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 do. You hear kind of that uh, that steady rhythmic pulse, which you get a lot in in train themes. Um, but then it just kind of went to some different places. I don't know if I was listening to like a, like a ballroom or possibly like like a like a circus organ, but lots of lots of different stuff there. Really cool track though. The rapid reload track was just pure. Uh, that was like gritty shooter action fun. Uh, and yeah, you heard what, what Jeff had to say about this. But to me, looking at screenshots of this game, it looked a lot like Metal Slug or something kind of similar to Contra, at least in style, if um, or at least in gameplay, if the style was a little bit different. But uh, yeah, once again, a couple of very different picks from my good buddy Jeff. And thanks so much for that, sir. And just really briefly, Rocket Knight Adventures was released once again for the Genesis in 1993, was published by Konami, and was composed by Michiru Yamane and Akihara. Uh, Rapid Reload slash Gunner's Heaven was released in 1995 for the PlayStation, was developed by MediaVision, and published by Sony as a first-party title. Next, we're going to move to a trio of tracks chosen by Forrest Shamlian, the creator of the Castle Core series on YouTube, which is in its second season now, so definitely be looking out for new episodes of that. And Forrest is a fellow fan of the Super Mercado Bros network of podcasts, and like any uh, Mercado listener, he is he appreciates music at a, a deep level, and has pretty wide variety when it comes to a musical taste, which is going to be evident in these three tracks. We have some big names in gaming here. I'm going to introduce and then briefly talk about each of these tracks separately since there are three of them. First, the big name here is the publisher. Uh, this game was developed and published by Capcom. The title of the game is Beautiful Joe. This game has definitely developed a cult following with Joe appearing in fighting games such as Tatsunoko vs. Capcom and at least one of the Marvel vs. Capcom titles as well. The track we're going to be listening to is time limit, and Forrest says that this is heard when you're battling your way through an out-of-control train. He says that he really enjoyed this title when he was growing up. Let's go ahead and give a listen to Time Limit from Beautiful Joe. track was pure adrenaline and uh yeah definitely sounds like an out of control train uh the driving bass and uh snare licks and everything just the percussion in this song really just screamed fast moving train i liked the uh the the synth flares um 
nice use of a police siren as a sort of percussive accent there. And yeah, Beautiful Joe was composed by Masakazu Sugimori. Let's try that again. Masakazu Sugimori and Masami Ueda. And this was released in 2003 for the GameCube and PlayStation 2. And once again, developed and published by Capcom. Next is a track that is very near and dear to my heart. One of the few games that my wife has played with me regularly in our 18 years together is Mario Party 2. This is by far my favorite Mario Party game, a super, super classic game, and one of our favorite boards to play on was Western Land. Um, Western Land also brought to us today by Forest, and there's a lot of train going, a lot of train riding going on in this land, although the train was not necessarily something you wanted to see, because uh, fairly often it could chase you all the way back to the start. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this was still a really fun game, uh, great little puzzle board game elements, the mini games were almost all at least okay. <laughs> there were still a couple of clunkers, but a lot of really fun ones here, and a lot of games that you see uh, coming back in um, subsequent iterations of this series. Uh, Forrest says, can't forget the friendly old train you ride in Western Land from Mario Party 2. Riding trains, holding hootenannies, drinking too much milk, by far the best stage in the game, eh? Well, Forrest, like I've already said, couldn't help but agree, definitely the best stage. Don't know if I'd call this train friendly, but this track certainly is. Let's get into it. Once again, this is Western Land from Mario Party 2. Western Land from Mario Party 2, and I have to uh, make a brief comment here, a little peek behind the scenes. I'm listening to these tracks again on YouTube as we uh, as we go, just to kind of refresh myself on them, and on the YouTube videos, which you can also see if you check out the playlist for this episode after the uh, track after the episode airs, uh, you can find that on our YouTube channel. Just search Very Good Music VGM on YouTube. But yeah, on the YouTube video I'm watching here, um, a lot of these have just uh, the cover of the game superimposed while the track plays. The cover of Mario Party 2 actually features Mario in the center in a cowboy hat with his uh, hand shaped like a gun, which don't know if you'd see that these days. And then at the bottom it just says, get the place jumping, which, that's <laughs> uh, cute. Um, and I meant to comment on it earlier, but then I forgot. So on the Ninja Gaiden cover uh, a few tracks ago, uh, the words at the bottom were simply hard to beat. <laughs> and I think that that's a fair warning to give on a lot of those old Ninja games, specifically uh, Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3 on the NES. But yeah, so once again, Forrest, this was just a super lot of fun. Love this track, love this game. Thank you so much for taking me back down memory lane with this. Uh, Mario Party 2 was composed by um, Hironao Yamamoto, Sohai Bando, and Kazuhiko Sawaguchi. It was released in 1999 for the N64 and was developed by Hudson Soft for Nintendo. And the original Mario Party was um, 
if not famously should be famous, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, of all people. Uh, great soundtrack. This one maybe as a whole doesn't live up to it, although once again, Western Land, just lots of fun, really feel-good track, and super nostalgic for me personally, and I'm sure for a lot of you out there as well. Well, finally, we're going to move to Forrest's final track, and we're going from Mario to Sonic. We do like us a good Sonic theme or two on here. Uh, whether it's classic or modern, you know, Sonic has a lot of really great music in his repertoire. And this one is going to come to us from Sonic Adventure, which I did not know how to train in it, but I think it might actually just appear right at the beginning of the game. Um, if, uh, if I'm wrong, you guys comment and correct me. But we are going to be listening to Welcome to Station Square from Sonic Adventure. piece of sunshine was welcome to station square from sonic adventure once again recommended to us by forrest shamlian one of our amazing patrons and the creator of the castle core series on youtube man this was a fun track as everyone knows i'm not great when it comes to a musical subgenres, but i was definitely getting flavors of both um surf rock and ska in this um and I, I really enjoy both of those genres of music, and this was a lot of fun. And definitely, definitely, I can hear the influence here of um, one of the composers on the soundtrack, Jun Sinoue. This sounds a lot like him. All of these names familiar to any modern Sonic fan. Along with uh, Sinoue, you have Kenichi Tokoi, Fumi Kumatani, Masaru, and, and Masaru Setsumaru. Sonic Adventure was released in 1998 for the Dreamcast and was also on the GameCube, Windows, the 360, and the PS3. This was developed by Sonic Team for the Sega, or for Sega. And Forrest says, This slamming theme comes from one of my favorite 3D Sonic games. You can ride the train to reach other areas and stages. Okay, alright, so the train is your sort of means of travel from one area to another, so cool. Very cool. That would explain why in the video I saw you see Sonic getting off the train at the beginning of this level, which I just took to be like, you know, the beginning of game thing. Anywho, alright, well Forrest, thanks so much for those three tracks. Our next trio of tracks comes from Volts Supreme, the host of Volts Supreme's Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine podcast. Volts is a really, 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 really cool guy. Um, excellent production chops. His show is phenomenal. I recommend anybody to go check it out. Um, you can also check out Volts's latest show, which is called The Crispy Kraken. It's an audio drama style show featuring some cool piratey music from 
various media. And if you like things like uh, Muppet Treasure Island, Pirates of Penzance, uh, The Secret of Monkey Island, anything like that, um, you will enjoy this this series. Really, really cool. Uh, Volts also has great taste in music. Uh, he is also a producer and a composer and um, a DJ. So um, with all of those chops, yeah, I mean, you would you would come to expect that he knows his way around a soundtrack or two. The first of three tracks that Volts brought to us is Underground or Sarah in the Subway from Virtua Fighter 3. Uh, he says, "Hey, Bedroth and Shukapow." Okay, wait. Let me let me try to do this. Hey, <clears throat> Bedroth and Shukapow. What a cool and interesting topic. Of the four submissions I sent to you, the one you ended up choosing was actually the one I know nothing about. <laughs> I was doing a scan of Subway-related songs, and this was one that really stood out. As you'll all soon hear, it's very rhythmically tight, with everything either locking together perfectly or complementing each other. The melodies are super easy to grab hold of, but are still interesting, especially with all the background parts giving a bit of extra depth. The production is interesting, with samples that seem to touch on a bit of chiptune, arcade 16-bit, and modern 90s sounds. I've since discovered that the whole soundtrack is incredibly good. Might even have to dedicate a whole podcast episode to it. I've got two sources saying this was composed by either Takeyuki Nakamura or Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. Enjoy! And hopefully you all enjoy the track itself better than you enjoy my lame attempt at an Australian accent. Here we go. Once again, from Virtual Fighter 3, this is Underground or Sarah in the Subway. Once again, that was Underground, or Sarah in the Subway, from Virtua Fighter 3. This game was composed by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, Fumio Ito, and Hidenori Siyoji. Uh, also, apparently, with um, some contributions from Takayuki Nakamura. This game was released in 1996 for the arcade, and developed and published by Sega. It was also ported to Dreamcast in 1998. Volts does his homework when it comes to composers, and I try to do mine as well, so probably either Nakamura or Mitsuyoshi was the 
talent behind this track. And Volts mentioned that I chose this one. Well, originally I had chosen a few of these tracks to go in the regular train episode, but then when we decided to do two separate episodes, I went back and uh, picked a couple of more tracks that folks had recommended that I could play if I wanted to. So these other two tracks that Volts brought, um, we didn't have time to get a testimonial about because that was like after the decision had been made, but I know for a fact Bolts loves his Final Fantasy tunes, and especially this last one comes from, I'm pretty sure, his favorite VGM composer. But before we get to that, we are next going to get to a track that I think if I hadn't played it on at least one of these two episodes, somebody would have been very upset. I don't know specifically who that would be, but it would be really hard, I think, to have a train episode without featuring this track. The Phantom Train, or as Volts called it, the Mystery Train, from Final Fantasy VI, which was released as Final Fantasy III on the SNES, uh, but then later was given its actual, you know, title, since we missed out on a few of the Final Fantasies here in the States. Uh, but yeah, this is from Final Fantasy VI, the Phantom Train, composed, of course, by Nobuo Uematsu. and recommended to us by Volt Supreme. That was The Phantom Train, or The Mystery Train, from Final Fantasy VI, composed by Nobuo Uematsu and released in 1994 for the SNES, or Super Famicom, by Square. And, yeah, so I actually don't know a lot of the story behind this area of the game. This is not one of the tracks I would have picked myself personally. Um, not because it's a bad track, but just because there are so many more that I'm a little bit more familiar with. Because I've never actually beaten Final Fantasy VI. I do recognize the greatness of the game, the story, the characters, the soundtrack. I know it is a masterpiece. It is on my list, and I am sure I will get back around to finishing it one of these days. Well, and speaking of those characters, I cannot mention this track without also mentioning um, one of the characters, um, Saban, or Saban, or Sabin, uh, is, is a fighter. He's a physical guy, and one of his signature moves is the ability to, to perform a suplex, and something that a lot of people who talk about this game and this area of the game specifically also talk about is the fact that if you have Saban in your party at this time, yes, you can, in fact, suplex the ghost train. So, <laughs> all right, and not going too far afield for Volts' last pick and our next track of the show, we're going to be listening to the Train Graveyard from Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, 
Uh, and this, I do believe, is a track that is specific to the remake, which means this was not an Uematsu composition. This was actually composed for the remake by um, one of Uematsu's uh, heirs when it comes to Final Fantasy music. This is by Volts's favorite VGM composer, Masashi Hamauzu. And this game was released in 2020 for the PS4 and was published and developed by Square Enix. Once again, from Final Fantasy VII Remake, this is Train Graveyard. And that creepy, synthy, atmospheric tune was Train Graveyard from Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't know what it is about Final Fantasy games and creepy trains, but yeah, you just heard a retro example and a modern example by two masters of the craft, Nobuo Ematsu from Final Fantasy VI and Masashi Hamauzu from the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Really cool, nice pairing of tracks there. You get to kind of hear a little encapsulated version of the history of VGM in the Final Fantasy series. Volts, thanks so much for providing those for us. And alright, so our penultimate track of the night, uh, that is next to last for those of you who uh, 
aren't too familiar with that word, <laughs> um, actually comes to us from both Forrest and Volts. This is the only track that was recommended to us by two different people. And uh, so, yeah, definitely couldn't get away from playing it. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. And then we'll get into their uh, testimonials about this track and why they chose it. So, um, Forrest and Volts both picked Subway from Mortal Kombat 3. This track was composed by Dan Forden, and this was released originally for the arcade in 1995, developed and published, of course, by Midway. Fight! That was Subway from Mortal Kombat 3, composed by Dan Forden and brought to you today by Forrest and Volts. So, thank you guys for that. Forrest says, honestly, not really much to say about this one. I had Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on an emulator when I was a teen, and I thought of it for your episode because I still remember the CPU performing the subway stage fatality on my character. It's a good one as far as stage fatalities go. <laughs> and Volt says, I am far from being a fan of Mortal Kombat or its music, but you have to admit there are some tracks that just capture the dark and cheesy vibe so well. This is one of them. Heavy grooves with a touch of dissonance. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't say it much better myself. I typically don't have a lot to say about the music of the Mortal Kombat series. I haven't uh, ever been as big a fan of it as I am of Street Fighter um, on any level, although the, the, the real, the, the cheesiness that Volts mentioned has always been probably my favorite aspect of the series, and I like that with Mortal Kombat 11, they really came back to that cheesiness and away from some of the darker, grittier things that I had, had seen in the series leading up to that point. But this was a great track. Um, really like that kind of uh, stinger at the end there, um, when the the time shift, the time change, time signature shifts just a little bit for a few measures at the end. Really cool stuff. And that is going to bring us to the end of the episode. We're going to close out with a very special track here in just a minute. But first, uh, again, I would just like to thank everybody for your patience. This has been a, sort of an odd season for us, um, podcast season and just season of life. And I really think things are going to get back to kind of more of a semblance of normality as we get into season four this summer. But we appreciate you being with us for these next few episodes. Uh, the next episode is going to be our Train Tracks episode, a minor Chuka House. That's going to be followed up by a guest appearance by Dusk, Shukapau's sister, as we talk about cat games. And uh, finally, that's going to be followed up with a guest appearance by uh, patron, composer, and one of our recommenders for this episode, Ryan Steele. We're going to be talking about his soundtrack 
to the game Catlandia Crisis at Fort Pawprint. Can't wait to check those out. Uh, can't wait to hear from y'all, rather, as you check those out. You can find the podcast in lots of different places. Our home for downloading is at anchor.fm. But you can also find us on your podcatcher of choice. You can listen to the episode, listen to the each individual track, and comment on YouTube. Just search Very Good Music VGM. And if we get more subscribers, then eventually we can get our own custom URL and start talking to you guys on the community tab. You can also email the show at VGM at gmail.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at ShootKapow. You can check out ShootKapow's composition at flat.io slash Irving for Smash. And you can find links to all of these things in the About section of our YouTube page. You can also find links to our patrons' um, work in the show notes of every episode, along with a track list with composer and game information. So, yeah, that is going to just about do it for us, but we are going to close out with my very favorite train theme in all of VGM. I was so glad that our listener and a fellow podcaster, Patchpin, came and recommended this track to us. Uh, Patchpin is another member of the Marcado fam and was the host of the OC Remix podcast in its latest iteration before it went on hiatus last year in 2020. And it's uh, um, he's a really, really cool guy. Great taste in music. And we are going to be listening to and closing out the show with Overworld Adventure also called Full Steam Ahead. This is from The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. The game was composed by Toru Minagishi, Manaka Tominaga, and Asuka Oda, with some influence by Koji Kondo. This was released in 2009 for the DS, and published and developed by Nintendo, and Patchpin just said, somebody else will probably pick this one, but I have to make sure it's presented. Patchpin, once again, thank you so much. Yes, we would definitely have picked it for our episode next week if you had not brought it, but I can't think of a better way to close out this listener-themed episode than with my favorite train track in all of VGM. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and listeners, thank you for your recommendations. And as always, not quite the same without my co-host here to share it with me, but until then, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music. We will see you all next week. Mm